Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. I'm John Boyd. Andrew Shepard. And I'm Bruce Shepard. <laughs> John, I don't think you need to talk softly anymore. That, that was just earlier when you were peeking out. It's fine if you want to. Go along with our smoothing. Okay, I won't talk softly. Okay. Well, maybe oh, a little bit. My vibe <laughs> yeah, that, that, just got shaken. That peaked again. Sorry, listeners. So, um, <laughs> you know, that was, this was someone's first episode, John, and it will be their last. <laughs> They're like, okay, not listening to that podcast. That hurt. <laughs> it would have just been a matter of time anyways, Cliff. That's it's true. Okay. I know. I know. We don't have good retention according to Podbean, but whatever we have we have three or four that we know we know listen so um john what's going on what you drinking there i'm drinking some uh i don't know some kind of drink mix in water Um, some kind of drink mix like a little powdered drink mix oh okay in water like crystal light or something like something like that i thought you just didn't want to like give anyone free advertising or something that's right (laughs) (laughs) it is in a great value water bottle there you go. Hey, um, so Walmart. there we go. Hey, um, yeah, uh, no, not a, I mean, not just a whole lot of new stuff going on. Um, just super busy, uh, with work traveling yeah. all over the place. And, uh, yeah. Where are you traveling? Just all over the state. Okay. All right. A lot of traveling right now with what we have. Interesting. Going on. I thought, I thought that in this new position, you were going to be, be able to do a whole lot less of that. Are you still at home every night? So I'm home every night, but I'm okay, good, on good. the road every day. Gotcha. Um, okay. All right. Well, how many Star Wars books have you listened through? Uh, I'm actually uh, halfway through my second one now. Are you really? What are you reading? Um, so I'm actually reading. Oh, what is it? It's a newer High Republic oh, uh, no. book Don't that recently it came us, out. John. It's uh, I can't I can't wait for everything. It, it might be a while before we get to those. You're right. That's a, um, that's pretty far in the future, bro. Yeah, it, it takes place like long before, you know, Skywalker's and stuff. Yeah, like that. So, cool, cool. Well, how is it so far? Yeah, okay, it's okay. Well, that's it's all right. It's uh, it's no dark disciple. It, it, it is not, and the uh, the narrator is not as good either. I'm, oh, I'm obviously okay. listening. Okay. Um, and there's been a few parts. I was actually listening to it in the car with my son, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to this later." Okay, because <laughs> right. I don't want to have to have that talk yet. Have those right now. Uh, yeah. again, <laughs> again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh man. Um, well, I I will recommend a couple if you uh, if you want to, and they wouldn't they wouldn't interfere with anything we're gonna do probably. Um, ever i mean not that the high republic stuff will either you're right that stuff is <laughs> we're never gonna get there i'll <laughs> forget us, it by the time over we get a year there. just to get to the get through the clone wars cartoon right. and we're still not done with that so yeah um it's been like a year and a half <laughs> i think on our initial you know, path our, it was supposed to take us like three months it was like 13 weeks or something yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> back when we were doing like eight episodes a week <laughs> yeah right uh that was that was a little too intense um <laughs> slightly ambitious yeah <laughs> no drew was always like i, I can handle it it's fine guys I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um oh what was i gonna say oh yeah so the the book is from a certain perspective 
Yeah. And what it is, I mentioned this before. before. I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast that may have, it, it goes through um, all these side stories of the original star Wars movie. And is it considered Canon? It's Canon. Yeah, it's Canon. And so like one of the side stories is about the other droid. You remember the Jawas are in their sand crawler and there's two droids and they, they first, they don't pick R2D2. They get C3PO and some little red droid. Right. I think it's red a red R2 unit and it blows up on its way on its way out. Well, there's a story about that droid and about that whole interaction from the droids perspective. It's a little mm-hmm. short story. It's super cool. Um, and I don't remember them all. There were a bunch of cantina because there's all these different characters in the cantina and there's a whole like sub subplot of what's going on in the cantina at the same time that obi-wan and luke are there and, and you kind of you kind of see that going on in the background um of this this other story if that makes sense so super cool highly recommend it uh, oh there's yeah. a there's a backstory for the performers in the cantina as well which mm. is really neat but anyway so what were this, you saying? this one i'm reading it's uh it's interesting because you know, everything that I guess probably all three of us really know of Star Wars is is mainly based off of uh, something around the movies, you know, clones and, and all this. So this is right, right before right. all those take place. And sure, um, you know, we've talked a lot about how the Jedi on this are, uh, we, you know, kind of kind of not always on the up and up because of the sure, sure. way these clones are used and stuff. And there's none of that present in this Um and so that's it's a little little interesting. It's okay. uh, so far there's there's nothing bad about Jedi's, and I'm halfway through the book. So okay, so kind of the golden age of the Jedi, the Jedi Order before they became corrupt, right? Maybe so that's uh, that's interesting. More, it's more innocent, sure, uh, than than stuff we're yeah. we're looking at. Okay. Um, of course, Drew, you played that game. Oh, I can't think of it right now. Knights of the yeah. Old Republic. No, I've not you play played that? that one. I, I want to. Did. Well, yeah, John, that's on I my list. You've played play. that, right? I've played it, but not in any uh, length. I oh, think I played it on. Really? Was that the one on Xbox? Okay. Yeah, and it's on iPad now. I think it's like ten bucks. Yeah, I don't High, think I played it on much length. Highly recommend. It's not canon anymore, I don't think, but it is. It doesn't matter because it takes place like three thousand years ago. <laughs> so you know all of the star wars elements are still there it's it's kind of funny because it's like okay three thousand years ago the star wars universe looks very similar to what it does now like three thousand years is a long time um but uh but but i still highly it's awesome great great game uh highly recommend it i never played through the sequel i started it never finished it but the first game is incredible it's got a great story um, you know, really cool. I don't want to say too much because um, the story is one of the best parts of it, but highly recommend yeah. y'all do that. It's a very good game. Okay. Also, yeah. I just downloaded recently Star Wars Republic Commando. Oh, yeah. On what? On your on iPad? Switch. It's on Switch. On Switch. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. I've not really played it. I know my uh-huh. son, I saw him playing it, but okay. I did did download that just to have some Star Wars games on there. Very cool. The um, Knights of the Old Republic is probably on Switch as well. It might be better to play with a controller. I think it would work just fine with touch controls if you wanted to do it on your phone or on an iPad. But that's good to know. Anyway, okay. Yeah. 
and I'm looking up from a certain point of view and this looks really cool. Um, oh, it's great. Highly recommend it. It's like 30 or 40 different stories. Something. Like yeah. That. It says read by a full cast and there's like 30 names here. Yep. Um, it's, it's excellent. Different people. And th- I think there's some famous names in there too. I feel like there's one or two that really stood out to me. It's like, Oh, they're, they're reading this. So, okay. Um, there's, they actually just came out with one for empire strikes back as well. And uh, I have not read that one yet. It's actually, I checked it out from the library, but I never got around to listening to it. So I'll, I'll do that sometime probably. He's in here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, John, is your tooth fixed? Can't see. Oh yeah. It looks like it is. So it's mostly fixed. It looks a little off. Um, but he said the way it was fixed last time uh-huh. um, led to the reason it broke this time. Oh, um, so he gave okay. it a little bit of a, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, whoop, a little whoopy at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and that uh, helps it stay stronger apparently. So, but it's fixed. You know what, John, though, every dentist I've ever had has looked at my mouth and said, well, I noticed this work that this other dentist did. And I don't know why they did it like that, but whatever (laughs) we do it. We're every dentist comments about my previous dentist's work. Like they did it all wrong. (laughs) Just means it gets better every time, I guess. I, I guess so. so. That, more that literally, every I'm time. Sure, every single dentist, and I've had several. Uh, every single dentist I've ever had is always like, "This boy, this last dentist you had, they sure messed your mouth up." You know? <laughs> no, it was actually uh, it's actually pretty cheap to get fixed as well. I was kind of oh, but, okay. Well, I do have dental insurance. Um, yeah, okay. I mean, it was just it was okay. I was kind of worried it was going to be a lot, and they were like, sure. yeah, fifty bucks." I was like, wow. wow, cool. Okay. So the dental work I'm about to have done is not 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I uh, went to the dentist. It's been my first time going in like three years. I used to do cleanings every six months. Kept up with it really good. Haven't gone for three years. And there is a lot of work to do. Um, I actually found on my tooth a gum line cavity. I, was, I, th- I thought there's like, it looked, almost looked like a popcorn kernel stuck in my tooth or something. And um, I, I looked closer. It was a little tiny hole. Oh, no. So, um, I mean, not a hole all the way through or whatever, but just like you could, you can just see it's a visible cavity. You wouldn't be able to see it on here, I don't think. But it's right over here. Um, and um, so I went to the dentist. I was like, well, I've got this thing. I haven't been in three years. I, I probably need to do some, do you know, have you just do, do a whole extensive checkup and get, get, get on a schedule of cleanings again or whatever. And uh, I walked out of there with an estimated cost of about as much as our last car cost. <laughs> and I, I don't have dental insurance. We have an HSA, so we're, we're fine. But, um, but, uh, but it is going to be expensive. Um, there's just, you know, a, a, they're actually going to redo all of my old fillings and, um, and that was something actually that my previous dentist had said as well. They were like, this, these are going to last you a little bit longer, but pretty soon we're, these, these fillings are going to deteriorate. We're going to have to redo them. Uh, we don't need to quite yet, but we're going to need to soon. And that was you know more than three years ago that they said that. So, so what this dentist is saying is consistent with what I've, you know, with what I've been told in the past, but man, it's going to be a lot. They told me the, the procedure, the entire procedure is going to take three and a half hours. 
Wow. And so they are going <laughs> to, they're going to give me nitrous and let me swallow a Valium, <laughs> um, which I've never done before. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I've done basically the only drug I've ever done is caffeine. So, <laughs> uh, so that's going to be interesting. So, now you get numb. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it before. It's cause see, I've got my wisdom teeth. I've, I've never had to do that. Um, obviously they put me to sleep when I did my knee surgery. Uh, but, but, you know, it's, that's it. So some people so take a Valium. Is yeah. what they get high off of in Tommy boy. Oh, okay. Limit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm stoned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just laughing about it. And all of a sudden yeah. just the blank expression. I'm stoned. I was talking to somebody about Chris Farley the other day, man, I love, I loved his humor so much. He's it's such a sad story with him, but he has some funny stuff out there. Drew, are you Chris Farley person? You like Chris Farley at all? You know, I've seen a few things, especially his Saturday Night Live stuff. But I've not, yeah, yeah, that's the, what I know him for mostly. Okay, yeah, it seems like it's what most people know him for. Tommy Boy's a very funny movie. My favorite is is Almost Heroes, and then Black Sheep is also yeah, Black so Sheep's good too. Those are all very very those funny. three Beverly are, Hills Ninja. I remember liking as a kid. Yeah. I am afraid that won't hold up if I try to watch it again. <laughs> And I'm uh, guessing Chris Farley is that ninja. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah he's very funny. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently lived a really sad, depressed life and died during the during the production of his final film from a drug overdose, self-medicating away his depression with, you know, mm. drug abuse. So sad. Um, hey, listeners out there, if you're depressed or sad, go get therapy. Don't do drugs. That's right. For real. For real. It's not worth it. Um, all right. Drew, what's going on? Uh, so two weeks ago, it was both of our anniversaries here. Um, so my wife and I, we went uh, for the listeners who don't know, Cliff and I have the same wedding anniversary. Um, so my wife and I went to this little town in the middle of nowhere called Eufaula, Alabama. And if you've never heard of it, don't worry. I've never heard of it either until uh, we decided to go and visit a place called Providence Canyon. It's maybe an hour south of Columbus, Georgia. And what had happened over like 200 years ago, just incorrect farming practices, irrigation practices, uh, it actually carved out a a miniature canyon in the land Mm. Cause there's so much of that red Georgia clay in there. And so it just carved out a, a Canyon where you can actually walk and run through it, um, through the base of it and look up and you there's, I mean, the Canyon is probably 30, 40 feet high in different places. And it uh. literally just looks like a grand Canyon, <laughs> a small grand Canyon. And there's trails you can go all through it. And so we did that one day, then visited the small town uh, stayed at a bed and breakfast and just, you know, had a real fun time and got to know the the little small town. Um, not a whole lot to do. Other than that, though, they, um, the big thing to do on a Wednesday night was go and um, go to this Mexican restaurant downtown. So we walked downtown and uh, as, as we're walking in the restaurant, a guy's walking out and he looks at us and he's like, 
I haven't seen y'all around here before. I was like, yeah, this is a small town. You can tell mm. I haven't seen you here. Um, dun, 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 yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking that's a bed and breakfast too. I was like, oh man, I've never been to one of these. I don't, I don't know how this works. Yeah, but, sure. um, but we we're like, hey, well, what's what's really good here? And he was so funny. He's like, well, to be honest, my wife comes here and she likes it. And my daughter likes it but I wouldn't feed this crap to my dogs. <laughs> I'm like, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> and this Mexican restaurant was the funniest restaurant I've ever been in. Really? They served everything. I mean, to call it a Mexican restaurant is, I mean, is not doing it in service. They had Philly cheesesteak okay. sandwiches. <laughs> they had onions, rings, on the menu like there was it was great we're like i don't know what this place is but it's i mean just maybe mexican restaurant just means run by mexicans right <laughs> everyone there was as white as me that was working so. oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> <In> the world <laughs> so i was like honey we need to come back here again tomorrow night this place is fun <laughs> oh man that's so, crazy yeah that's i had crazy. a good time but that's what we've been up to so uh, that means all three of our anniversaries are in July. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. nice. so what? What are we year wise, John? You're I know you. You're thirteen, right? Yes, because you were married one year after me. Correct. Uh, Drew, the three of us siblings. My sister got married in '06 in the summer. Next summer, I got married. The next summer, it was summer for you too, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, yeah you July. just said July. Um, yep. So three summers in a row. Oh, Three cool. of us got married, um, and and I'm 14. So John's 13. I'm 14. What are you, Drew? Four. 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 All right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, that's great. Um, you know, it's it's pretty cool that hey, maybe they destroyed, you know, destroyed some things in the environment, messed up the land a little bit, but created right. a cool canyon in the process you know, that's maybe right if we... and now it's a state park so <laughs> yeah, whoa oh okay man okay um you know maybe give us a little comfort in in knowing that we may we may screw this world up but maybe at least it'll be pretty to look at when we're done with it <laughs> right. like 200 Major's years ago <laughs> americans did this to the land <laughs> Let's make a park out of the country. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> Look at all these fossilized masks. <laughs> People like to pretend global warming didn't exist. And now we can go diving in this beautiful underwater Miami. Look underwater. at this city. People used to live here. Can you believe it? <laughs> Mommy, what's the symbol on the side of that barrel? Oh, that means it's toxic, honey. It's something we don't have anymore. <laughs> it's something we don't have anymore. <laughs> oh man yeah it'd be kind of fun to dive through the city of miami yeah i think that'd be neat can you imagine diving and swimming between two buildings it'd be incredible let's uh you know rev those engines all right um it is time for ore wars oh who's going first i'll go first this week Okay, so for our listeners, I don't really explain this most week, and it's probably pretty self-explanatory when we get started, I guess. But I give you two things. You tell me. Um, you, you pick one, and then you explain why you picked it. 
That's so you can use whatever standard you want, whatever direction you want with it. Um, and at the beginning of this, I was, I was assigning a winner. Whoever had the best answer would win, but that was stupid. So we don't do that anymore. We just do this for fun. All right, Drew. Han Solo or Indiana Jones? <laughs> oh, man, I love Harrison Ford. Ah, I, I got to go with Han Solo, though. Uh, and that's hard for me because Indiana Jones is a scientist. I mean, I love science. Um, but with Star Wars, I got the sci-fi, which I like a little bit more. Um, there's, I don't know, there's probably an equal number of quotable lines that he said in both. But I don't know. I just think his role in Star Wars as Han Solo and just, again, I think it's part of it's what it's carried over um, to the fact that more people I that I know have seen Star Wars than probably Indiana Jones. Um, so that, I don't know. That's hard. That's rough. But I'm going to go Han Solo. Okay, great. All right, John. Mace Windu or Nick Fury? Mm, that's really tough as well. I'll, I'll be honest. That is a a really tough one because no, I'm I'm Nick Fury. I'm Nick Fury on this one. Okay. Um, I I don't like uh, how how Mace. Um, I don't know. It's tough for me. He is kind of out there mm-hmm. uh, as a as a Jedi Master. Um, seems very strict on things until it fits his, uh, what he wants to do. Right. Mm. Um, and I just, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of his fault that, uh, Anakin went bad partially. So you're picking sort of as, as a reaction to your dislike on things about Mace. Yeah. Rather than your like about things about Nick Fury. I mean, I like Nick Fury too. Nick Fury's, he's, I mean, at the end credits when Nick Fury pops up on things, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like him as a character as well more. Um, honestly, he seems like a more developed character uh, than Mace Windu does. Okay, cool. All right, Drew. Lando Calrissian or Troy Barnes? Oh, I love this. I love this. Troy Barnes. Okay. And- Ah, yeah, because Troy Barnes has done, or at least the actor, has done Lando Calrissian. So sort of in that way, you get both the best of both worlds. But (laughs) from Troy and Ahmed in the morning, I mean, gosh, we were talking about this just the other day. John, I started watching some of these episodes of this is community for anyone who doesn't know. And we were watching it and I would just I'm dying laughing watching this this show community um and i just all the different cinematic shout outs and ways they do things purposefully to be meta i just love it so much uh so yeah troy barnes because you get lando calrissian and but so much more okay cool yeah so is he is he the actor yeah he's he plays lando calrissian in solo yeah but he's also troy yeah right He's also Troy in the show Community. Got Troy Barnes in Community. So, um, and uh, it's a good thing Drew got this one right because yeah, you would never know like it. It was Lando. Uh, it was Troy Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> like a normal dude. 
And y'all know he's man, what a diverse actor too. He's also a uh, childish Gambino. Do y'all know who yes. childish Gambino is? No, uh-uh. this is a America. rapper. Have you not seen? Yeah, this is America. That's all I know of the whole song. <laughs> kind of a <laughs> disturbing up. music video. It is, man. It's that's a weird one. Um, uh, you need to watch. Um, just just search for Childish Gambino. This is America uh, after the podcast, and you'll see how diverse <laughs> Troy Barnes really is, uh, from playing Lando to being this. And and in Community, John, he is nothing like the Lando character that he plays in Solo. Um, he does a good job with Lando, but the, he is just a, he is a goofy, hilarious, yeah, <laughs> funny guy in the show community. So I think that's how most of us, well, maybe not most of us, how a lot of us were introduced to him and knew that actor for a long time. And, yeah. and, uh, Childish Gambino was very, not in a bad way, but was very off-putting. Um, I guess that's kind of, can you be, can something be off-putting in a good way? Well, it was, it was off-putting to me in a good way. Um, uh, I've seen that, that, you know, I watched that This Is America video several times. I think it's a really, really cool. Uh, cool is the wrong word. It, it's impactful. I found a very impactful um, song. Anyway, uh, John, Count Dooku or Saruman? Count Dooku. Um, wow. And not because of his movie appearances. Um, but because of the Clone Wars and the Dark Disciple. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, otherwise, I would definitely say Saruman, just because yeah. I wasn't that impressed with Dooku in the movies. Like, uh, sure. uh, like I have been from the Clone Wars and now from Dark Disciple. Cool. Yeah, Drew, you, uh, you had a lot harder time on that first one than I thought. I, I thought. I thought Han Solo versus Indiana Jones, like... I almost didn't put that in because I thought it would be so obvious that we're going to pick whoever gets oh, that's going to no. pick Hans. Oh, <laughs> I, I love Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah, Until Crystal too, Skull but... came, I love, yeah. I could watch exactly. all of them. It would have been close until you thought about Crystal Skull. Then it's like, eh, oh, no. yeah, <laughs> no, can't win. The music in Indiana Jones, too, is wonderful. Uh, like, there's so many quotes like, snakes, I hate snakes. I mean, just there's so many good things he did in that one, too, so. Dr. Jones. I mean, I love, I love Indiana Jones so much. But. Sure. Yeah. And John, I'm with you on Mace Window too. It's just that, um, that I kind of like to dislike Mace Window. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he, like he kind of, he kind of ticks me off a little bit and I like to yeah. be ticked off at, at people, uh, when I'm watching a movie, you know, it feels like that's kind of what they're going for. Sometimes we're going to talk about Mace a little bit this uh this episode i have a few things to say about mace this episode i get more excited when i see nick fury pop oh, up in an end credit sure. or right yeah. tranquilize yeah. spider-man's friend or you know <laughs> then, then uh i do mace windy running around with a purple lightsaber so he is the perfect after credits actor right to just pop right. on screen absolutely <laughs> even in the most recent uh marvel movie right well no not black widow uh, the one before that, the the Spider Man movie. Remember the last Spider Man movie? Nick, spoiler alert! Uh, Nick Fury is apparently off in space somewhere, helping Captain Marvel. So maybe we'll find out more about that at some point. Um, Jossy Black Widow, John Juicy Black Widow. I've not yet. No. Oh, okay. Okay. You saw it, didn't you, Drew? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. But so we were going to rent it, and we're yep. eventually going to get to Dark Disciple. But yep. uh, yep. we were going to rent it 
uh, one that night that I uh, was going to go see a movie. We're like, ah, let's just stay in and watch a movie. Uh, instead, yeah. we watched um, Tomorrow War. Have y'all seen Tomorrow uh, War? No, no. no, it's popular right now. It's got uh, um, Chris Pratt, right? I recommend it. Oh, okay. All right. I that was did, did not look that exciting to me. I I absolutely enjoyed it. Okay. Is it on? What's it on? Um, Netflix, Hulu. I think it's on. Not Netflix. It's. I think it's either on Hulu or Amazon. Okay. Because I have. I watch on Amazon, Hulu, and uh, Disney Plus are pretty much my main streaming services. All right. Well, speaking of Dark Disciple, I, <laughs> we better get into it because there's really a lot to discuss, and we've we've probably spent too much time on Pretty the front late. end here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through this story summary. I'm gonna do a story summary. There's a lot to say, uh, but what I did is as I read through the book, I wrote a sentence here and there uh, as I got through what I kind of considered a section. I was like, okay, well, I'll summarize that. So I'm just gonna go through that. I don't think it's gonna take too long. So beginning of the book, the Jedi Council decides that they're going to assassinate Dooku, um, hire an assassin to kill Dooku, despite the fact that that's not really the Jedi way for the greater good. And they decide that they're going to use Voss to do that, the Jedi Voss. We've been introduced to him in the series already um, in an episode or, or two. He was in he was in an arc or two. Um, uh he's revealed to have a power called psychometry. And I don't know if we knew that about him yet, but it basically gives him the ability to touch an object and see its past. Um, he doesn't has, has limited control over exactly what he is shown by the force, but he can touch an object and, and learn a little bit, something a, a little bit of something about its history. Um, I think there may have been a moment where he used that in the cartoon as well. Anyway, uh, he gets called out to be the assassin and Yoda's force sensitive insight leads him to suggest that he team up with Ventress. So Obi-Wan tells Voss that in coaching him on this mission, he says, Hey, Ventress is really hot. And so you should flirt with her and exchange some verbal barbs back and forth to try to get some trust with her because she likes that sort of thing. Um, And using some subtle force manipulation to keep things smooth, Voss meets up with some bounty hunters and gets some tips on what her location is. And uh, it's actually Boba Fett and his crew um, that give him some information and he's able to locate uh, Ventress. Well, he pretends like he's going to go after the same bounty that she is, and the bounty escapes. She's really annoyed at him, and she doesn't like him, and she blames him for the fact that the her quarry got away, but she notes his attraction to her, and in thinking about um, that, she actually calls him to herself, calls him a laser brain, which is I thought was kind of funny. Uh, she, uh, excuse me, he uses his power on some of the, the target that got away. So Ventress had a piece of the target's armor and he uses his power on that armor to find them. He tells her it was just a lead that he had. And then he teams up with Ventress to catch the bounty. Um, she also decides that she thinks he's pretty hot. And so uh, after she catches him checking out her butt, they join forces. So they do some jobs together and Voss pretends that he's not a Jedi uh, because he doesn't think she'll work with him if, if she knows. There's some sexual tension. 
but it's pretty soon it turns into him starting to care about her and he starts feeling guilty about deceiving her. Um, the Pikes, the crime syndicate of the Pikes hire them to save somebody's wife and children from the black sun. Um, they succeed, they get paid double. And uh, as they leave, they notice that the black sun is arriving and Voss is pretty upset about that because the black sun is about to wreak some havoc on the Pikes. Um, uh, he ends up telling Ventress that he's a Jedi. She says she already knew. And Voss ends up telling her everything and she ends up taking him to her night sister planet she realizes in talking with him that she is guilty of killing Voss's master, but she lies to him about it and says that Dooku did it, and they kiss. She trains Voss in the ways of the dark side, and she is very ruthless in doing so. They learn more about each other through this process and fall in love, and eventually she's got, she, she puts him up and makes him face this innocent, ancient, underwater creature that her sisters used to have to face as an initiation into their order. Um, her sisters, of course, have all been wiped out since then, so this planet is basically empty of life. Um, or at least empty of her, her sisters. Maybe there's the, uh, the mall guys on the other side of the planet still. Uh, this this creature is called the Sleeper, and he kills it. It's an innocent creature, and he kills it. Uh, he abandons the Jedi Order. He destroys his calm link, and he stops showing up to meetings with Obi-Wan to check in about the mission. Obi-Wan ends up going to Yoda. He didn't know what's going on. He just knows Voss isn't showing up anymore. Um, Yoda says makes a comment something to the effect of, of hey sometimes you've got to walk away from uh from from what seems good you've got to walk a dark path for the for the greater good from yoda yoda says something to that effect um they uh they end up getting some intel that dooku is going to attend a party and so they go there and face off against him and general grievous but at the end of all that a lot happens there but voss ends up getting captured and ventress escapes Voss gets tortured, and Dooku intends to use him as his dark side ally going forward. Well, Ventress isn't going to have it. And Ventress hires Boba Fett and his crew to go in and rescue Voss and spends all of her money doing it, or at least she offers all of her money for them to do it. Um, Ventress ends up, uh, or excuse me, Boba, Boba Fett's team um, basically holds off Dooku and is able to, to distract him while um, – while while Ventress goes in and, and confronts or, or you know gets into the prison cell with Voss, but um, uh, let's see, but Voss basically turns against her because Dooku has revealed the truth about the fact that Ventress is responsible for his master's death. He did that to win him to the dark side. So when Ventress shows up, he tries to, he tries to kill her rather than leading with leaving with her um, again, Boba Fett's team holds off Dooku um, and, and Voss and Ventress come out of the, the prison that Voss is in. Um, and uh, Voss saves Dooku. Everybody leaves. Boba Fett could have just left and abandoned them all or, or abandoned Ventress to the planet. But Boba Fett does decide to save Ventress. Um, Ventress ends up finally going to, Kenobi and he tells Kenobi uh, about Voss and then goes back to Bounty Hunt. Well, she ends up going with um, Desh, who is uh, one of Voss's closest friends, Kenobi and Anakin to go before the council. And Yoda offers her a pardon um, to basically go and save Voss from the dark side. Um, 
Windu is not very happy about that, but uh, but she agrees. So Ventress, Obi-Wan, and Anakin team up, and they follow a lead on Voss. Um, he's apparently being used as a captain in the Separatist fleet now. But when they go to confront Voss in, in one of these ships, they find Dooku there instead. Well, Anakin ends up fighting with Dooku, but they locate and extract Voss from a prison cell. Apparently, this whole captain thing was a ruse the whole time. Ventress, though, still doesn't trust him. Um, she thinks that he has turned to the dark side and is a lost cause. And um, she tries to kill him. But Obi-Wan ends up defending Voss against Ventress, and then they all end up having to run away to survive. Well, Voss does help, and uh, even then, after Voss assists them in escaping from Dooku's ship, Ventress maintains her distrust. Well, Voss ends up earning the Council's trust, and they, they start sending him to steal supplies um, and sending on, you know, on different missions for the Jedi. He goes to steal supplies from an asteroid, but then ends up going off by himself and apparently discovering that bombs have been rigged to explode. So they have to get out and they don't get any of the supplies. Um, Voss ends up going out and finding Ventress in a bar and he tells her that, Hey, I'll leave the Jedi order after I take Dooku down. Um, and finally she begins to potentially start trusting him again. Voss, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Desh are then sent on a mission to destroy a listening station, but they find it abandoned and they start to suspect that there's a leak. They also discover that the bombs from the last mission were Republic issue, and so they suspect Voss is that leak. Well, Yoda actually confirms this because he has a power that we learn about called Solometry, <laughs> which basically, I don't know if it's actually called that, but it's basically the ability to touch a person, kind of like Voss's ability, but he touches a person and he can basically see into their souls. Um, and find out, you know, if they're good or bad or whatever. The council considers assassinating Voss, but Obi-Wan protests, and they end up tasking Voss with killing Dooku as a test. Ventress insists that she go along, and Voss um, ex expects that he's going to be followed and is, uh, is keeping the fact that he knows that he's being followed a secret. So Ventress stays on her ship, followed by other Jedi. Ventress and Voss are going together, but, but uh, there's other Jedi that are following and, and sort of spying on what's happening to see if he's loyal to the Jedis. Ventress ends up staying on her ship while Voss defeats Dooku and plans to team up with Dooku to take out Sidious. Well, Anakin and Obi-Wan, that's confirmation enough for them. They jump out and arrest, uh, arrest both of them, uh, Dooku and Voss. Well, while being transported, Voss escapes with Dooku and ends up, they end up killing Desh, um, Voss's very close friend. Uh, really, Desh ends up killing himself because he uses his stinger, which means he dies. Um, and uh, then Voss hurries up his death rather than having, having him die slowly. He goes ahead and finishes him off quick. Um, Voss brings Dooku to Ventress's ship, and she's pretty ticked off about it. Voss continues to leave her uninformed of exactly what his intentions are. Well, a Republic cruiser goes after him, shoots him down. They land on Christophsis, but then they end up escaping on foot. Ventress calls the council and says that she believes that Voss is going to complete the mission. So she's still got some faith in him here. Windu orders Obi-Wan and Anakin um, to kill Voss and Dooku and anyone in their way. Well, they hide in a tower and they wait for Sidious, Darth Sidious, to come in and aid them and, and basically get them out of there. Uh, Dooku has contacted his master. 
Um, a Republic onslaught ends up collapsing that tower on them and severely injures Dooku and Ventress, who are both carried by Voss to an inner chamber of the tower. Dooku tells Ventress of their plan to kill Sidious and that he intends for her to die as well and for him and Voss to rule side by side. He reveals that Voss has made some vows uh, to to become a dark lord, which she wasn't aware of. Well, Ventress ends up confronting Voss about this and begs him to stop seeking the darkness and to choose the light, which makes her realize that this is the very thing that she is doing in that moment. And she ends up being filled with warmth and peace as a result. Uh, she sees Dooku reach up to kill Voss, but she pushes Voss out of the way, takes the force lightning on herself, and then Voss pulls out his lightsaber and redirects it back at Dooku, has a chance to kill him, but instead of killing him in cold blood, he retracts his lightsaber and declares his identity as a Jedi. He goes back to Ventress and Obi-Wan and Anakin pop in, who apparently have witnessed all of this. Uh, they detain Dooku and Ventress ends up dying in Voss's arms. They declare their love for each other and then he promises her that he's going to choose the light from here on out. Well, Sidious extracts Dooku, so he gets away, of course, um, because you know the movie episode three has to happen. And uh, Voss ends up admitting everything to the council. Obi-Wan actually steps in and defends Ventress as the savior of both Voss's life and his soul, as well as the entire Jedi Order, because she's, she ended up, through her influence on Voss, stopping the mission to assassinate Dooku, um, which apparently you know, Jedi Council, of course, never should have done to begin with. And, and, and so he's basically saying, Hey, she, she saved us. Cause look what we were about to do. And thankfully we didn't, you know, we didn't end up going through with it because she was able to turn Voss uh, to the light again. Um, assassination is of the dark side and they were wrong to turn from it from the, to for, turn to it from the very beginning. Well, eventually Voss is trusted enough again to accompany Obi-Wan. They bring Ventress together back to Dathomir, her home planet, to be laid to rest among her sisters. And during this interaction, they can feel that the dark side temporarily relents its opposition to them while they let her sink into this dark liquid. I don't know, something weird goes on there, but that's basically it. Um, let's see, how long did that take me? Uh, that wasn't too bad. That's maybe that was obviously a longer summary than normal, but. Um, but I think a good review uh, of, of everything that happened there. Um, if you read the book or if you didn't read the book, you know, high spoiler alert. <laughs> I guess you don't have to now. Um, tell me what you guys thought about this book. Wow. There was, <laughs> it was a roller coaster. It really was. Um, from the very start, like chapter one, where we have Dooku basically destroying this species, women and children, and him basically not caring one bit. Um, that basically set the tone pretty spot on for the book. It was it was a roller coaster ride to where I really didn't know what was coming. Um, I mean, you you just laid out the whole plot right there. So, but you know, I would think, oh well, Voss is good now. Okay, we're we're on the right path here. Nope, no, nope, now he's not. Um, you know, now he's helping Dooku, and now we're deceiving the council, but now Ventry, you know, especially the second half. I want to say the first half of the book did a not a better job, a different job of maybe pacing the story. The second half, it felt like was constant. I I couldn't hardly keep up, not in a bad way necessarily, but in a 
I, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. The first part, I had a pretty good idea of like, okay, oh, it's cool. It's exciting. But the second part was just a free for all. It seemed like. Sure. All over the place. So what do you think? Initial I'm impressions? Very, yeah. I'm, I'm very glad that this was not uh, put into a, a basically Clone Wars mini series. Really? Um, absolutely. I think the, the, the book, um, obviously we all listened to it, uh, the way it was written, the way it was narrated, um, the more, uh, uh, almost more intense, I think having it read the way it was. than if you had watched the clone wars cartoon, uh, I call it a cartoon, um, whatever, whatever you call that. Um, and I mean, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, so many things about it were just, I don't want to go into all of them because we'll be all over the place, but oh, sure. Well, let's, you know, mention a few, what were some of the standout things to you, John? So, uh, I, I kind of mentioned earlier, Dooku, my, my appreciation for how evil he is. Yeah, man. Uh, grew in this book. So, uh, again, when you watch the movies, Dooku's this kind of old guy, Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've talked about it before, his, his fighting style and stuff, uh, but you know, it, it just doesn't paint the picture of just this feared, powerful, uh, dark Lord of the Sith. Right. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. even his name, I always remember having such a hard time taking him yeah. seriously because Dooku, Dooku. <laughs> it kind of, right. it's kind of sounds like poop, you know? Yeah. Like Dooku. <laughs> right. Like, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> Duke, but Count but Duke. this okay. the the political side we see of him, um, and then the torture. Uh, I mean, he was he was a, an awesome villain yeah. in this book. Yeah, the torture actually was really disturbing. This is not a book for kids. <laughs> no, and and again, I don't think we would have been able to do it justice. Yeah, had it yeah, been right. the Clone Wars series, you would have seen and- him shock right. And I alluded to the some of the the it wasn't not at all explicit, but no. you know it did talk about some things of a sexual nature that mm-hmm. that I felt like added to the story in a in a you know in a Absolutely. in an overall good way um, that uh, made it feel real, very real and believable, right? About them yeah. falling for one another, you know, um, is it kind of the way that it described their attraction to each other, you know, like even him like checking out her butt, them talking about how hot how hot they think the other person is, and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do that in a in a cartoon, you know. Now, did y'all watch the little clip I sent you though? I the did. story reels. It was just a section. We don't have all the story reels for this. Um, those haven't been produced, but they did a story. They, we've got the story reels for what was it? Just for the 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 scene where they're where he's initially trying to win her over by by hunting down a bounty with her after the bounty. Yeah, and I thought that scene was really cool. I was like, man, I would. After reading the book, I think it would be really fun to see the series. And I think you're right. We would miss out on a lot of detail, but I still think it would have been maybe. Yeah, I feel like it would have ended up being a 10 out of 10 arc. Um, I would have not read the book and I would have watched yeah, you're the right. show. Right. Yeah. Sure. And sure. so I, it would not have, I don't think it would have had the impact right. to me right. that it that it had with it just being. Well, there's always a chance they'll still make it, right? I think this is the only right. arc 
this and the Dathomir comic that we're going to read are the only arcs that haven't been produced at this point, you know? Well, no, the other story reels, Utapau, I guess there's a few. There's there's like maybe four total arcs that haven't been produced um, that were actually written. Did y'all listen to that little clip at the end um, after the story was over? Where it was like George, was it George Lucas's daughter was involved uh, in writing this? Pretty cool. And in writing the, the the episodes anyway, she's not the author of the book. I don't think. Um, no, Christy Golden is the author of the book. Um, but but she, you know, it's kind of neat. She talked about how she would sneak into theaters with her dad, and um, and then how passionate she was about Ventress as a character, and how she wrote these episodes. And then it was just like, well, the show got canceled. You know, she poured so much into this character Ventress, and had, had this huge, basically redemption arc for her. Um, it was incredibly deep, deep and uh, um, compelling. And that you know, never got to produce it. So finally we get the book. Um, Drew, what what do you think about Ventress after reading this? Was this a fitting end for her? You know, I've actually thought about that a couple of times. And I think the answer is yes, because we obviously she there was no end um, in any of the movies with her. There was nothing in the movies about her at all. So We've gone through so much in the Clone Wars with her as a, I mean, I think she's been here since season one. So something had to happen. So, I mean, for the listeners that don't know, she did just sort of drop off, honestly. You know, the last couple of seasons, there's not been anything. So we have talked about on here a few times, like, well, where'd she go? What's going to happen? So to, to a degree, the fact that something did actually happen, I actually really appreciate that we are able to, figure out how her story ends here Um, as opposed to just, you know, thinking she just drifted off into the mythos of star Wars. Um, But with that said, um, I do like how she was redeemed. There is, I've always liked her and that's personal. I get that. That's um, her character, how she was always a little bit flirtatious with Obi-Wan. I've always liked that side of her character, how, how it sort of addressed that a little bit too, in the book, how she said, that she was too consumed by the dark side. And there was definitely some scenes in the Clone Wars that you, you saw that, uh, where she would go crazy with the dark energy, the dark power. Um, so for her to know that she sort of got pulled out of that, and, and we saw a little bit of that with the Clone Wars interaction with Boba and that, that arc there. Uh, but to see it actually come more towards the end of her life and see how she could actually help someone with her knowledge of the dark side, but not to be consumed by it. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty good ending actually. John Ventress. Yeah. So I thought it was great the way it ended um, to Drew's point, how, I mean, I remember us discussing the, the flirting between her and Obi-Wan yeah, uh, yeah. when she was first introduced and how that was brought up, how Obi-Wan was like, exactly. hey, <laughs> Uh, this is what she she's going to do. Right. And uh, to have that come full circle was fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that. It was a return to the, the, the good side. Right. Um, she was not always evil. She had a Jedi train her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a return after all these years, you know, and that's kind of a theme in star Wars is, oh, yeah. is this return, like back to your, your good side. Um, and then, uh, and I even liked the end, how 
you know, they're 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 good and they kind of embrace the dark side a little bit um, to help Ventress's body be taken by yeah. the, the dark. Now, it's not the Sith. It's the dark right. side. And I like the difference yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Sure. Um, and it, it kind of shows that you 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 can have both. Mm-hmm. You just can't go all the way, right? Sure. You go all and, the way. And Ventress was – Ventress kind of explained that she's like, "Hey, we're not going to be, we're not, we don't need to be dark lords of the Sith here. What right. we need to be is, is we've got to, we've got to know when to stop, right? We got to know yeah. how far is too far." And while I maybe don't morally agree with that in real life, right? <laughs> it was still great to see. I, I love that aspect in, of in the, the story, here, though. So. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's it's okay. Like, it is the the Jedi are not right about everything. Exactly. Yeah. And and they despise the dark side so much because of what it can lead to that they don't understand it and don't understand some of the benefits they could probably get from it. And it's called dark. It doesn't necessarily mean bad side. It's creepy. It's dark, uh, but it's it's not Sith. And I like the the difference there and how how in Ventress's death, you know, Obi-Wan is kind of a witness to some of that. yeah. Now, I do think, though, that maybe there's some of the dark side that's not so bad. But even even, you know, they didn't think it was too far to, to bring up this innocent ancient creature and murder it, and, you know, and for, for no good reason. Obviously, that's that's not yeah. good. Right. That's bad. That's just decidedly bad. This creature who's not hurting anybody, he's not harming anything. The last of its kind, probably in existence. Yeah. They're just going to disturb it from its sleep and murder it for no reason. Like, no. You don't hunt for sport. Um, you don't kill innocent, ancient tentacle creatures. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's not right. Um, so even, you know, even Ventress's acceptance of the dark side, I feel like is, is still wrong. It's still something they shouldn't have done. I did think it was neat though, how uh, it, to me, it seemed to confirm something that we've talked about where it's like, Hey, if you're a Jedi, if you just stick with the light side, you're going to reach, you're going to peak at some point and you're not going to be able to be any more powerful. Yeah. If you go to the dark side though, you're going to get an extra edge, right? You're going to get that extra bit of power that you wouldn't have if you had just stayed on the light side. Um, and there's a quote from one of the cartoons or one of the, one of the episodes, I forget who it's to maybe to Darth Maul uh, where Obi-Wan basically says, Hey, I, we Jedi are stronger than you will ever be because even though you're stronger than us, we are strong enough to say no uh, to the temptation that the dark side provides. So, um, and this, this novel actually confirmed that almost, I feel like it directly confirmed it at one point where it was like, you can only get so far with the light. If you don't go to the dark, you will not be as powerful as you could be. That's just, it was, it was sort of stated like that's a fact, right? Um, to, To me, it was anyway, that's how it seems to me. I mean, that's basically what Ventress said to Boss when she's like, you have to know the dark side to defeat Dooku. You're not going to defeat him. Right. Unless you yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why it was so important for her that he learned it before they faced him. Okay, Voss. What do you guys think about Voss? I really didn't like Voss going into this. I'll say that. Yeah, so I remember us talking about that after we oh, saw hang on. him. Before we go to Voss, let me let me make one one comment because I didn't say my comment about Ventress. Then we'll go to Sorry, John. Um, uh, I absolutely loved her redemption i loved at the end where it was talking about how she was filled with this warmth and peace because ventress has not known that 
any time that we've seen her, right? She's lived a, an incredibly difficult life from the get-go. Much of that her own fault, right? Not, but not all of it. But at the end of the day, for her to be able to turn to the good, I just feel like is a is just a great human mes- message in general. Um, you know, it was it was what Darth Vader did at the end of his deal, right? What Anakin, I guess, did at the end of his deal. Anakin's basically Hitler, right? I mean, he's pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally like uh, complicit in the destruction of planetary you know on, on a planetary scale so maybe even worse we probably shouldn't be comparing star wars to the holocaust <laughs> but you know what i'm saying he's bad but he's redeemed at the end and it's just like man if that if that person gets and i love seeing that theme played out here i love how ventress got to experience that peace and warmth and goodness before before the end and then how she was able to then even go so far as to share that and save Voss. I love yeah. Obi-Wan's comments at the end. Hey, she saved Voss's life. She saved his soul. And she saved the entire Jedi Order from a really bad decision that we were about to make that would have fundamentally changed who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, okay, John Voss. Yeah, so, uh, well, one more thing now that you brought it up. The, oh, the sure. whole Vader, <laughs> Vader death right. um, yeah. and the similarities there. Uh, when he's dying you can almost see that same type of warmth, right? It, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, he's not troubled about it. He's right. You know what? Tell your, you know, tell your sister you're right. Yeah. And, and they're yeah. still good. Um, and so comparing that was pretty fantastic, but, right. um, all right. Yeah. So Voss, when we first talked about Voss, I remember, I don't think any of us were just, no, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> nope. No, we're like this, uh, like native American type, cheesiness about him nothing against native americans uh, we love native no americans. no That's fantastic but the portrayal like him. <laughs> of him was, <laughs> was offensive yeah almost offensive and and i didn't even care much for the whole touching things and um you know that we saw uh but yeah, I, sure. I loved it all in this yeah. um and even to the point of you know i started looking more at boss and mm-hmm. and He's, uh, of course, introduced in The Phantom Menace. Um, yeah, you, you shared that link with us. Sort yeah, of so, introduced. Oh, yeah. He's like a background he, guy. Right? That is canon, though. Oh, yeah, that uh, is yeah, Quinlan right. Voss. Right. Um, now, it wasn't canon at the time, but they were like, hey, <laughs> that's canon now. this guy. <laughs> and, and all the theories about why Voss didn't engage with Qui-Gon at that point. And then uh, reading this book and understanding that Voss was this undercover guy. It all makes yeah. kind of sense. Yeah, you're right. That's that, true. Uh, That's yeah. Cool. He didn't engage cause he was on, he was on a mission. Um, and would have blown so, his cover. Right. And, uh, again, I'm glad they didn't make it a Clone Wars TV spot because yeah. I, I would be afraid that, Voss would have been that goofy yeah, character yeah. we saw before sure. instead of what we saw him as in this book. I agree. I did go back. Do it. Go ahead, Drew. Sorry. I was just going to say they definitely gave him that persona in the beginning of the book. Um, at, you know, that first mission, they sort of introduced that. And John, I was worried at the beginning because, again, like you said, we all, none of us <laughs> liked him. And so when it started like that with his sort of attitude and just demeanor, I was like, crap, I can't handle a whole book full of this. So, um, 
but it changed and it changed especially when he started getting to be with Ventress because even at the you know even when he was doing the Jedi Council um, before they gave him this mission it was still just like this this demeanor is just it's just grating to me yeah Um, but seeing the change that he went through throughout the whole book that that was actually one of the things that I loved the most was seeing him and Ventress and their relationship obviously that's part of the, the huge part of the book but yeah just seeing sure. him change with her changing too that sure. that made yeah. it so we talked about ventress's redemption um bosses was such a cool uh cool point in the book when he oh. turned off his lightsaber uh and you can almost hear you know of course it but luke does the same right and uh, says the same words uh, i am, I am a, a jedi, jedi. Oh, and, uh, of course, Luke says like a like my father before me. Yeah, right. Um, that's, that, but it I was heard just that like, when he said, yeah. it, "I was like like my father before me." I was thinking it. Was, it. <laughs> it was so cool the comparisons there, um, yeah, where absolutely. Luke had that same opportunity. Right, he could have killed him right there, and now that the other movies have come out, we we know that um, that basically would have helped with the uh, the whole Sith process sure. uh, if he had struck Vader down there. Um, and, and, it, and, and it really would have probably solidified Voss's evil, right? It, yeah, there, sure. there probably would have been no turning back had he followed through with that assassin. Had he killed Dooku, maybe he would have been the one ended up as Palpatine's apprentice for a while, right? Right. Now, as I was reading the book, I got very frustrated when huh. the lightsabers were, I think it even described it as centimeters away from Dooku's throat on more than one occasion mm. and and you never go and just yeah. end it right yeah. uh, it's oh, like okay. in movies okay. where people are pointing guns at each other and nobody's shooting yeah, all it takes sure. is pulling that trigger right um <laughs> but uh in the end of the book i became okay with it because it's it, it was it, it potentially was that conflict going on right right even though right, he's standing right, right. there in anger with that lightsaber inches away, centimeters away, and not falling through it, it may have been that light and dark conflict going on in him of, like, I can end this, but I know that's not the Jedi way. Right? Sure. Um, I, I thought this book did a really good job with Dooku as well, just showing, showcasing him as this incredibly powerful oh, so good. foe. So just made you so scared whenever Dooku came on the scene. It was, but then I also loved how Boba Fett and his crew were basically able to tie him down. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he got caught like what, four times in this book? At least four? Yeah, Yeah. sure. But especially that scene where it was Boba Fett and his crew, because I loved how that informed and gave me a lot of respect for where Boba Fett is at this point. You know, he's just been this annoying kid in the series and I'm still picturing him that way, but now he's an annoying kid who's got a crew and is a force to be reckoned with, right? Their crew basically took down Dooku on his at his home base, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty incredible. Um, on that, uh, you know that that idea of with with Voss's redemption and I am a Jedi. The, there's a couple things that are happening there that I think are something movie these movie producers of these star wars films ought to have done better basically because you see so many parallels right it's this is the this is darth vader's story right oh yeah that's what this is 
This is the redemption arc. And, but it's the way that it's done here. It's like the movies inform the story and make it better. Right. And, and maybe even in reverse a little bit where now, when I go back and watch the the redemption in the movies, it's going to be like, okay, now I'm really seeing this theme and that's making it more and more meaningful. Um, the Bible does that a lot, actually, where it has themes that carry through and sort of snowball upon themselves and, and make the others, the other parts of the story more meaningful as you you view parts of the story from things that you learn from another and themes that are carried forward. Um, but uh, the the way that the new trilogy does it doesn't really work this way. A bigger laser cannon. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, but, but we're doing this big parallel. And it's like, yeah, you are, but it's really hard to take you seriously because the way Sharks you're doing it is so, <laughs> it's so laughable, yeah. you know? Um, and I, hey, you, y'all, you know, we listeners know by now that we love the, the new trilogy, but those, that element of it, of the silliness of how identical it is in in repeating the plot of the older films and doing the same thing over and over it is is a little bit frustrating but here it's not here it's done so well that they sort of inform and strengthen one another um because they coexist so you you bring up a good point the whole coexisting with the movies and after i read this yeah i went and watched just some scenes from episode three really okay because I, I was thinking about this stuff and the, the, how Obi-Wan wanted to save Voss so bad, uh-huh. right, throughout this. He, he was just very disturbed at the Jedi Council being like, all right, we'll, we'll kill him, right? It, it's, we got to execute him. And, and going through all that and talking him out of it. And then when you finally see in episode three, when he realizes Anakin has turned, and he says, only this deal in absolutes, I'm going to do what I have to do. Mm. Um, he's just dealt with this with Voss mm. and tried to save him. But in this instance with Anakin in episode three, he sees, look, I can't do this again. I, I've mm. got to stop it now. Yeah. And I just, oh, it made it so much more impactful cool. uh, to watch what? those scenes in uh, episode three. We have to, after we're done with yeah. the final episode, episodes of, we've got to watch, we're going to do an episode on, on episode three. <laughs> we've got <laughs> to, yeah. With all of the context of the Clone Wars, uh, building building up to it, making everything more meaningful. I'm actually so, and John, I've been avoiding doing what you said you did. Oh, I had avoiding to, just, just certain scenes. anything from episode <laughs> three, because I'm like, I've got to see this in the context of the series. And I'm, oh. I'm just pumped about it. I'm really, really pumped about doing that. So we'll probably do an episode. That might be our first episode after we finish the series. It's just all rewatch episode three and, and view it with uh, with fresh eyes. And Drew, who knows, maybe it'll move up in our rankings. <laughs> I have no problem with this idea at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's already what your number two i think yeah number two yeah. yeah all right um so the other character that i wanted to highlight is mace windy because there were a few things from mace that um it's kind of like what you're saying where where he ticked me off a little bit did y'all have any thoughts on mace anything stand out to you about mace here for you all no a I... few moments and i'll just mention this one and and you see it um a few different times for one thing, the assassination was his idea. He's the one who suggested it initially. Um, uh, 
but the other time that I really noticed, and there were a few things throughout throughout the story, he didn't appear in it a whole lot, but when he did, he kept giving me this impression. Um, when Ventress comes in to see the Jedi Council, and they're all like, uh, what? And everybody grabs their lightsabers. It says something about Windu, um, where he is just looking for an excuse to kill Ventress. It says something to that effect that Windu is just looking for an excuse to kill her. Um, and immediately when they said that, I thought about the way that he interacts with Palpatine in episode three, when he tries to kill Palpatine yep. and the effect that that had on Anakin um, and just that whole scene of him losing it being like, you know what? I'm going to kill you. I you're evil. And you've got to be done. I just, he's viewing Ventress this way. He's not going to put up with it. He's got this attitude that he's just going to snuff it out. And just the whole demeanor and attitude that he had when, and the anger um, that he had as he is going to kill Dooku is something that you can tell he felt to a lesser degree toward Ventress in this, in this novel, in the way that it, uh, that it described it. Um and again, it just makes me. It, in my, it, I think it strengthens Windu as a character and his depth, um, but it makes me really uncomfortable with him as well because I don't, I just don't trust Windu. Um, I don't think he's a very good Jedi. <laughs> no, I don't either. <laughs> and I mean that's uh, absolutes I, right there, and he's dealing in absolutes exactly, with yeah. Ventress yeah. and with Palpatine. Right. And uh, yeah, and he's got a purple lightsaber. <laughs> just, that's that's a joke. Um, but, uh, he, uh, <laughs> uh, I agree. And, and the whole time I'm like, you know, I kind of feel like he is the one that's leading the Jedi council to not say Anakin's a, uh, uh, a Jedi master. Right. Um, because that, that yeah. was a big point of contention with Anakin. Sure. Was, right. Why not? Like this is isn't unheard him, of. Isn't he the one who's quoted? There's the meme about him where it's yeah. like, He's the one that you, you tells know, Anakin. You're right? not you're not allowed to sit on the council. <laughs> and he doesn't say it nice. He's like, no, and you're not rude. a Jedi. <laughs> it's like, who are you uh, to say who can be a Jedi when you're so eager to assassinate people out of exactly, anger? Like, yeah, sure. What in the world? Um, right. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed with Yoda here as well, but I but I liked being disappointed in Yoda. Yes. Um, I liked the fact that you see Yoda give in. And then I liked the wisdom of him realizing it at the end and being like, yeah, we, uh, we did the wrong thing here. So. And, and we're starting to see that in the Clone Wars as well. I think, you know, where, mm -hmm. where he's realizing, you know, we didn't go about this mm -hmm. the right way. And I've made a big mistake. Uh, and it adds to the whole craziness on Dagobah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to say like that. he's, he's, Done. He's broken. He's broken yeah. and realizes that he's to blame. So, yeah, uh, probably more. He, he accepts more of the responsibility than he probably should, of course. Right. But uh, but definitely uh, is troubled by the decisions that that he made when he was on the council and what that did to the galaxy. What else? Anything else? The sound effects were cool. This is very surface. Yeah, the audio book. Yeah, sure. The audio book. Uh, mm -hmm. The, the spaceships, the light, the, everything Music. was very well done. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the the Star Wars themes and stuff at, at different times in the movie was absolutely uh, or in the movie in the book was yeah. was very good. Very is that good? You feel like you're watching them? That's right. That's right. <laughs> it was. Um, 
the voice acting that was, uh, I thought that was fantastic. Like, especially I was, I think the most impressed when he did Boba Fett's crew because mm, hearing mm-hmm. Bosk, his impression of Bosk, I was like, yeah, that is very convincing. on mm-hmm. with Clone Wars. Yeah. So kudos to the voice actor. I'll see if I can look up his name. We should mention it. That's part of the issue I have with the Star Wars book I'm, I'm going through now is the, the voice actor mm. is not great. And a lot of the voices are the same and they're very whiny and uh, not like sure. Dark Disciple. Dark Dis- it, was, it was a pretty big letdown after listening to Dark Disciple. Yeah, it's Mark Thompson. Mark with a C. Mark did fantastic. Yep, I wonder what else he job, did. Mark, what Mark else why he don't you send done. us an email? <laughs> Mark, if you want to appear on the show, you're welcome to. We'll let you go through all the voices uh, one more Maybe time. Ama- can you imagine if we got to interview <laughs> Mark Thompson on this podcast? That would be the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> so there was one thing that I I sort of did start to wonder a little, and it's it's never really answered. But with Dooku trying to get Voss to join him and defeat Sidious. Do you think he was genuine with that? Or do you think that was just a ploy to just get out of a situation and kill Voss eventually? What, what was that again? Say that again. I'm sorry. With how Duke was trying to convince Voss saying, we, we will take over the galaxy. We will destroy Sidious together. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, obviously I know that that's sort of how it goes with Sith, you know, the, the disciple destroying the master. There's only two. So, I mean, fully understand that but in the sense of do you think he, that was his real intention at that point or do you think he was just really using Voss as a means to get out of a situation hmm. it didn't feel genuine to me in in listening um and then you know the almost one of the turning points was when he, he was like well this is my assassin when he was talking to <laughs> yeah because he didn't want to be honest like hey we're I'm I'm training this guy Right, because he knew sure. that Sidious would be like, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the whole rule of twos, and you, you know, have to get permission for stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't feel genuine to me. I think it was uh, a couple of things. One, he knew it was really upsetting the Jedi um, to have Voss not cooperating with them. Uh, and then also, I think it was a, a means to an end. At least that's the way it felt to me. Just sure. I'll get rid of him when I when I'm ready. Yeah, maybe a means to an end. I do think Dooku has in the back of his mind that he wants to overthrow Palpatine at some yeah. point from the get go. Um, so maybe he sees this as a potential opportunity to do that and has some legitimacy to that. I don't think he Let's ever intended to share his power with Voss at the end of the day. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it is true to what his actual intentions are overall. Um, Palpatine didn't have much of an appearance in this book, but I will say this small moment. I loved when they called him and he was just a jerk to Dooku, like, well, maybe yeah. I will and maybe I won't help you. Yeah. Because <laughs> then they're they're in this desperate situation. They're cornered, they're about to die. He's like calling his master to send some reinforcements, and his master just blows him off like you idiot. Yeah, shouldn't have gotten yourself in that situation. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll die and maybe I'll help you. Who knows? Guess guess you don't, you know, and they obviously yeah. ends up extracting him and saving him. But but uh, that that manipulation tactic of Sidious is it was just a great characterization. Um, they could have just had him send a message, you know, 
never had Palpatine react to it, but it's just a perfect reaction. Get your assassin to help you, Lord Tyrannus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, what'd you think about Desh's death and character? And- so, did y'all, what, what did you see in your mind's eye when you thought about Desh? I want to know that. <sighs> Not what I have seen since I've looked it up. Let me just say that. <laughs> okay. uh, I saw almost. Have you looked it up, Drew? Yes. Okay. Okay. Initially, I saw almost like a lizard-like creature, maybe Uh, kind of funny looking, um, with like a scorpion thing. Like, right? Yeah, uh, I I imagined a giant fuzzy blue hornet or something. Right. Something. Something. Not dogish. No. Yeah. Right. Definitely. (laughs) So, for listeners, the pictures of Desh. Don't look at them. They're terrible. Before you read the book. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what they are. It's basically just like a dog's head on a human body. <laughs> Fluffy blue dog. So stupid. Fluffy. So stupid looking. It's like a, it's kind of like the shark people. It's just like I'm a, a human body friend. with a shark head. <laughs> I'm Quinlan's best friend. <laughs> and then I, I was so confused. When I actually Googled the image, I was like, this is, no, this isn't right. What? He's supposed to have some kind of stinger. What? What is this right. dog man? Yeah, and I guess the stinger's like in his hand or something. Yeah, <laughs> and he kind of pops it out. And it's, it's like what? Um, uh, it's like kind of a Wolverine claw. Yeah, this is my impression. So. Expect Quinlan to be like, "Who's a good boy?" Uh, right. like- <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, John, John, have you played Assassin's Creed? Uh, it's I have, but it's been a while. And you have Drew, I know. Oh yeah, you know the blade, the assassin blade. That's kind of how I imagine the stinger, where it just slides okay. out from the wrist. After that scene, that's kind of what I I gathered as well. But uh, where it said, I think he he knocks his wrist back or something, and yeah, exactly, the stinger's exactly. exposed. But before I was thinking he had like a stinger, like on his butt, yeah. you know, and it was right. like I was thinking like some kind of tail with a tail. right. <laughs> but that he was a dumb character. Is that is that what you were asking, John? Yeah, so so I liked the character. Oh yeah, until that, and I liked the idea of oh yeah, he's got a stinger, and like that's how you die with honor, yeah. and uh, you know it's going to kill you when you have to use it, and he uses it to try to take down his best friend. Yeah, you're right. Crazy. And then he kills another Jedi with it, oh, and so the a, thought oh, as, he's, as he is dying in burning pain. Oh, He's watching Lord. another Jedi die. Yeah. He did have that tiny little moment where he was like, where Voss finished him off. And yeah. he thought, maybe this is maybe this is him trying to show me mercy. But he also said, maybe, maybe my friend is not. still there. Like, yeah, maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe so he really dark. just wanted to stab oh, no. me. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, that was, that was a pretty intense. That was an intense scene. Yeah. Right. Like, right. Desh seemed like a nice guy. So as yeah. dumb as he looks, he'd be pretty fun to hang out with, I think. So. I wish he didn't look like a, a wolf man, though. <laughs> He's so stupid looking. Again. Oh, it's so bad. Good. No, thing I think it's all just fan art. Desh. I don't know if there's any official art out for Desh. Do you? I don't. I, I saw something that looked kind of official. It didn't look as bad. It oh, looked okay. more werewolfish. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it's still, 
Yeah, I just did a Google image search. I didn't did right, didn't dig that deep. As soon as I started seeing it, I was like, okay, I can't look at this. No, I just stop. Pretend like <laughs> I'm glad I waited till the this end. Is the best thing. This me is the best it up for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I waited until like yesterday I, to look at it. Because, yeah, I waited uh, until that that scene. I think I paused it during that scene where a stinger came out came out of his hand. I was like, what? wait, what are we dealing with here? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else, guys? There's there's probably a lot more we could say. There was but, yeah. yeah, there was a lot. Um it's a long, long book. Long book. I mean, only would have spanned book. eight episodes of the cartoon, but um, but man, you know, the novels really dug deep. It's like what eleven hours total or something of listening good. time. Yeah. So great. All right. Well, I don't know that we do, do we like we we can rank it. Why don't we rank it? That's fine. Let's rank it. Ten out of ten. Ten. 10 all right it's pretty good have we done it unanimous tens probably no maybe there was one i don't know i I feel like we did fantastic yeah it was great great highly recommended i would say you know i don't know if it's quite among my absolute favorite books but it is it is the book the book that i have enjoyed reading more than any book i've read in a long time now have i read many books in a long time no i actually hate reading but (laughs) um <laughs> Hence the audiobook. <laughs> it's the audiobook. Yeah. But uh but I did really, really enjoy myself. Um it's awesome. It's is clear from our discussion. Cool. All right. So next week or next time, next recording, next episode. By the way, did you guys know this is crazy? This is episode 41 of our podcast. Wow. 41. That seems like a lot. Yeah, it does. Like if I see a, a podcast that's 41 episodes, I'm like, oh, that's a serious podcast, right? Like they did 41 episodes. They're not Pretty messing serious. around. They're doing something <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah, right. They're sticking with it, you know? Because you could say it's getting pretty serious. <laughs> uh, we've we got, got emails. A, oh, you know, I don't think so. I'll double check. I, I didn't check before this. I think I can check on here. No voice actors. I mean, oh, man. I, I that one guy so. was so consistent for two weeks in a row, too. Well, <laughs> he might have. we I weren't. Check before this. <laughs> so, right, I'm going to have to do this on my phone, but I'm doing Zoom on my phone. So hopefully, can y'all still hear me? We can yeah. hear you. Does it still we say recording you. on screen? It says yeah. yes. Okay. I hope it is. Um, let's look at the emails. Oh, we do. We've got an email. Well, sort of. Let's see. This is from Tyler. I I don't know what this is in reference to. Oh, he's got one more order. Remember, he had that email about the orders, um, the different numbers. And so here's order 67. Revise order 66. I meant to say bill all Jedi for reimbursement of the clone army. (laughs) That definitely would have destroyed him. Bill, <laughs> stupid autocorrect. Please disregard order 66. Whoops. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Tyler, for that, <laughs> for that email. No. Order 66. I mean, 67. 67. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be hearing uh, from a collection. Build the Jedi. So, uh, <laughs> we will defeat them <laughs> financially. financially. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we've got um, this Son of Dathomir comic series uh, that we're going to read next. It's now, be Tyler, to listen to Tyler, 
Yeah, I can't listen to that. Uh, speaking of Tyler, Tyler actually was able to find on Amazon where you can order it. Um, and, and it's all together in one, you know, one, one set. And I think it was less than 20 bucks to get it that way. So it's kind of hard to tell what you're buying. It's Amazon isn't doing it, or maybe the, you know, whoever's listening on Amazon just didn't do a really good job of, of really making it clear that, Hey, this is all four comics in one thing, but, but Tyler did order it and he got it. He said, it's really cool. Um, did you find it, John? No. Or are, are you just doing it on your iPad? That was still oh, there on one yeah, of my. <laughs> that was still on one of my windows that I had open. Okay. Uh, yeah. So so we can order. You can order a physical copy of it on Amazon, guys, if you want to do that. Um, but I think I'm just going to do the trial version of Marvel Unlimited, um, and you can do like a seven day trial. And I'm just going to read it up. I've got the iPad Pro, so it's great big screen. It'll be as big as a comic as a comic page would be anyway. So that's how I'm probably going to do it. Um, but, uh, but we'll read those, we'll read that, that comic series. It's four issues um, that together comprise an arc of uh, a, an intended arc of what the Clone Wars cartoon that I believe takes place based on our chronological um, list that we've been using takes place in the middle of the dark disciple somewhere. Do we think maybe it has something to do with the Pike and Dark Sun activity? Maybe, or? maybe that. Yeah, possibly. Who, who knows? So That's the only so part four. that I can think of. We need there's to get four, all four issues of comics. But well, here's don't, here's one don't, on eBay for twelve hundred dollars. Don't it's, buy them individually. That's the first exactly. one. On it's like a reprint. Um, John, if you just just message Tyler and he can share the link with you. He may have shared it with me. And if I can find it, I'll, I'll share it with you if you want a physical copy. Um, but uh, uh, it'd probably be fun. I, honestly, I've never really drew. Have you read comics much? Never, Mm-mm. never. Oh, okay. I, I remember having a Superman comic when I was a kid and reading in the car and thinking, thinking it was pretty cool. Um, I'll tell you when I'm reading a comic, I never really know what I'm, what to read next. You know, it's, I, I'm never clear on what order I should be reading or how long I should spend on each panel. Like, do I just read it? And then do I just stare at the art for a while? Am I just burning through the text as quickly as I can? And I come to a pain and it's like, there's four bubbles in it. I'm like, which do you read first? <laughs> yeah, what order did they say? <laughs> so maybe we'll learn about it. Maybe it'll make sense, but comics are kind of confusing to me. So we'll see how this goes. So there is a, I don't think this is what we want to do because it's not official. But there is a Star Wars audio comic of Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't watch that. I think, I mean, you can, you can do what you YouTube. want, but um, it's forty. Drew, I think long. you've watched some of those, haven't you? I don't know. What What is it, John? I'm trying it's, to. Uh, let me turn this off real quick. We can hear it coming through the speakers, by the way. Okay. So it is a. Well, that doesn't look good at all. Yeah, we can see. I can see good enough. I think we know what what we're doing. Oh, what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Kind of goes and it all narrates of the, each of the boxes. Oh, right. I see. Okay. Which is which is kind of cool. Maybe maybe good to watch after. I kind of want the experience of yeah. like sort of the artist's intent. Um, it's one thing to do an audio book because it's still at the end of the day just words, right? It's Sounds the really words well done. that were written. Yeah, that might be fun to watch after. I think personally for me, I want to read the comic. I want to kind of just try to try to wrap my mind around how comics work. <laughs> yeah, I've done the Darth Vader the story that way. So, um, 
video where there's a guy sort of doing that, John, and it's Darth Vader's. Um, I think it takes place like between episodes four, I have five, a Darth, five or six. Yeah, I have a Darth Vader comic that I got for free on my phone. Okay. That I've looked at. So. Yeah. yeah. And he just sort of does like a, a summary of them. Uh, it's not like box by box, but it's more a summary of it. So. Well, hey, y'all do which. Those are Go cool. ahead. Sorry. Yeah, y'all do what you want. If you if you'd rather consume it that way, you know, do whatever you whatever you want to do is fine. I think personally for me, I'm just gonna I'm gonna read the comic. So I'll just sit, sit down with my iPad and you know hop onto Marvel Unlimited and do the trial and 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 just see what what it's like to yeah. read a comic on there. So it's really I've never tried it. So I would love to go through all of the Star Wars comics. I think, and so this will be a good test case for me to see if it's a an experience that I really want to continue to repeat. Um, or maybe even something that we'll do together on some of the comics. You know, I don't know how much, how many tie-in things we're going to have to Star Wars Rebels when we get there. Um, but uh, that might Kindle. be something we want to consider. Oh, okay. you have a Kindle device? Okay, okay. How much is um, it? It's like ten bucks or twenty bucks or something. Well, like that. Let's see. See the series. It doesn't actually tell me on this because well, I'm not. That- let me let me close out the episode for our listeners. They don't yep. need to listen to us figure out. <laughs> continue to listen to us figure all this out. Uh, if y'all want to email us, send us an email to Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, go read that Dark Disciple book if you haven't. Yes. Really, if, if you're listening to me say this, though, I'm sorry because learning about this story would have been so much better <laughs> had you read the book. I still think you, think you re- might really enjoy it because it's really well written, it's well produced. Um, and and hearing someone describe what happens is totally different than than you know uh, getting the full story in the way it was intended. So highly recommended from all of us, I think. Uh, and thanks for listening.